Hey, it's Paris. Thanks for tuning in to The Dispatch. If you love the show, tell a friend. We're at Outline Dispatch on Twitter. You can find me at Paris Martineau. Martineau spelled M-A-R-T-I-N-E-A-U. If you have any feedback, email us at podcasts at theoutline.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Because along with these developments, the functioning of her endocrine glands has been normal. Once puberty... The Outline World Dispatch. Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a story on the theme of power, culture, or the future, handpicked from theoutline.com. The future. Hey, Casey. Hi, Paris. How are you? This is kind of weird. I'm interviewing you. I know. This is the... A role reversal. Yeah, I feel like the tables are really turned on me right now. It is, especially because the, the table has kind of been turned. <laughs> it has never been. Usually I sit before. there. So, yeah, you decided to fake burger for journalism. I did, yeah. Um, yeah, so I went to eat uh, the Impossible Burger, which is not really like a burger. It's a, The actual product is like the quote-unquote meat that this company makes and they'll sell it to any restaurant that wants to like offer a quote unquote impossible burger on their menu. 10 years ago, um, Pat Brown and I had a conversation, uh, past the founder of Impossible Foods, and he had this vision. We can't convince people to just eat plants. We have to use science to create a plant-based meat that's so delicious people choose to eat that instead of animal meat. The place that I went is just somewhere that had bought this, like, fake meat product and offered a version of a burger where that you could get, like, you know, it's, it's constructed exactly like a burger. It has the bun, the tomato, lettuce. It, like, even looks substantially like a regular red meat, ground beef burger. But it bleeds, it right? Is made, it's supposed to bleed. There's definitely a viral tweet out there that's, like, veggie burgers are always, like, comes with the worst bun and with sprouts and none of the good stuff that comes on a burger. This is for no reason. <laughs> and this is a veggie burger that is, for all intents and purposes, like at least a visual and almost like taste-wise a facsimile of a regular burger. It's just not, has no meat in it. It's made of uh, potato starch and like wheat, gluten, I believe, and coconut oil. Those are like the three main ingredients. So we take a very different approach compared to other uh, food scientists. Uh, We take a scientific approach to understand the beef at the molecular level, at the reaction level, what makes beef taste and smells like beef. What are all the key components that go into that reaction that signals to us that we're eating beef? And so what were, what were you thinking going into the eating of this burger? Did you expect it to be good? I didn't really know what to expect. I was very put off by the notion of a burger that bleeds that isn't meat. And I was just like, I'm I'm not somebody. And I feel like an increasing number of I'm not vegetarian, but like I feel like more vegetarians are sort of getting on this train where it's like we don't necessarily want to like simulate the experience of meat like a lot of them like don't like meat or like have never had meat and they're like we just want food that like tastes good so the whole like sort of production of making something that looks and tastes and all of this like meat is I don't know sort of odd to me although my sort of interest came from I I do think that like we are sort of heading toward a future where meat is going to be like 
really expensive, probably nearly irresponsible to eat unless you're like <laughs> killing the cow yourself. Sort of like mass produced um, meat is very. Uh, a lot of people are very down on it. I love meat. I would love to see a way forward for meat, but at this point. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen. So I came at this from a place of like, I am not actually interested in eating something like this. However, I think at some point in the future, I will have to eat things like this, like probably on the regular because meat will be sort of expensive and impractical. It'd be like eating oysters for every meal or something like that. So it's like at some point I'm probably going to be eating this sort of like meat substitute. So I want to know what that's going to like be like and look like and taste like. So you were literally trying to taste your future. <laughs> I was trying to taste my future. I'm trying to taste the future for all of us, really. Yeah. Taking one for the team. So how did the burger taste? Was it good? Was it bad? Um, my first bite, I was. I recall being like, this is not enough like a burger to, to like trick me. It was like flavor-wise, you could tell it was like off. But that doesn't mean it tasted bad. It was like basically savory. And the probably the best, the most sort of like, accurate thing about it was the texture it was not it, it was not like a good burger like a burger i think a burger that i paid 17 dollars for would probably i would expect it to be a little bit better but this burger was enough of a textural approximation of like a mcdonald's level burger or maybe maybe even i'd go so far as like a five guys level burger and maybe not quite wow. that much like five guys burgers are pretty like um meaty like fatty savory and this is like this was like a sort of a drier grayer quote-unquote meat yeah so i mean i'm a vegetarian and i i've had the impossible burger before and thought it tasted fine mm -hmm. but i think that the one thing that i often uh come across when i'm eating like vegetarian foods or veggie burgers is that I mean, you really don't have to cook them as much as a real meat burger or some other food because it's mm -hmm. literally made of vegetables and right. you're not cooking it. You're just warming it. Right. So people all the time overcook it and then it tastes like ass yeah. because it's an overcooked thing of, I don't know, plants. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I obviously don't know what happened in the I kitchen mean, that you went there. But that makes a lot of sense. I mean, like if it's a place that makes a lot of normal burgers, which this place does, they would probably not be as sensitive to the notion that like you really don't have to cook this as long as you do or as like intensely as you do a normal burger like that you're basically just heating it up yeah so i also think i don't know there's all these weird ideas that i have about vegetarian food versus non-vegetarian food mm -hmm. and i think one of them is also sometimes if people really try to make a vegetarian meal they'll try extra hard to like oh vegetarian food sucks it's so sad it's mm -hmm. just plants and they'll mm -hmm. put you know a lot of flavor in it mm -hmm. but if you have this thing that's supposed to be a real impossible burger or whatever you might just cook it exactly like a burger and not season it or mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. which doesn't seem like the smartest idea for someone who wants something to taste real or good yeah it's a it's a whole thing of like should vegetarian food taste like vegetarian food or should vegetarian food taste like other foods and like do other foods even like taste good like mm, like is it better when something is trying to taste like something else or when it tastes like itself uh it's hard to say. i mean it's like really case by case but like in the case of this burger i at least appreciate that it gets treated as if it's like a regular burger not when it comes to cooking it obviously they should cook it less but the fact that like it's dressed up to be exactly like a burger. And I think that's like ultimately the conclusion that I came to was that like 
when there's so many other pieces of the burger experience like in place, like surrounding the actual patty, what the actual patty is like doesn't matter that much. I think I would miss like regular burgers and I would obviously prefer regular burgers, but insofar as like just having a burger and some fries, like you have the basically like spongy, chewy, vaguely savory slab between all of the like all of the fixings Crunchy and the and, bun yeah. and like the pickles and the 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 like Thousand Island sauce and the vegetables and all that. It's like so much goes into the experience of a burger. Yeah, so what much that is not just is the like, actual burger. Like the yeah. actual burger is a very small amount of the burger. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, if if I were in it for the meat, it would be a different story. Like if it were served like artisanally, uh, like on its on just a bun <laughs> with like just maybe one condiment. Yeah, where it's one of those tiny buns where yeah. it's got like a steak through it, and then the burger is like the size of like a flattened baseball, yes. and there's nothing else. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's a very specific type. If of If a burger. lot more focus were put on the meat, it would be like I would probably hate it a lot more. But, like, insofar as this needs to succeed, I think it basically did. So would you order the Impossible Burger again? Mm, I would out of necessity, but not, not like, proactively if I had, like, a beef option. If we were living in a, in a, beef, uh, in a beef-free world or a beef-pressed uh, world, then you'd go for it. Yeah, yeah. I think if I were, like, if I were really hard up for money and it were, like, the Impossible Burger's let's say $10 and a beef burger is like 15 or 20 bucks. Wow. A real steal for a burger, $10. Maybe I might, I might then go for the impossible burger, you know, maybe. Thank you, Casey. Yeah. Thank you. Since you're checking out the dispatch, make sure to check out another show we enjoy called the nod. How did polo become one of hip hop's favorite brands? Where does the wedding tradition jumping the broom really come from? Was 2016 really peak reality TV? Many black folks have a tradition of nodding in public spaces as a form of acknowledgement. On the Nod, a podcast from Gimlet Media, co-hosts Brittany Luce and Eric Eddings aim to acknowledge all the beautiful, complicated dimensions of black life. It's a fun and poignant examination of the biggest moments and the most underexplored corners of Black art, media, and culture. Check out The Nod now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks for listening to The Dispatch. We're produced by James T. Green. I'm Paris Martineau.